0: Welcome back. It's Now with Dave Brown on AMI. It's a Monday movie review with Amy and Manti. But just before we bring in Amy for her thoughts on the Netflix thriller Lou, we've got a clip from the movie. In the clip, a mom tucks her daughter in on a stormy night when the lights go out. The mom leaves to restore the power. Meanwhile, an unknown person breaks into the home, and the mom finds that her daughter has gone missing. The mother runs to a neighbor who appears with a gun in hand together the mom and neighbor begin to search outside in the rain. Let's roll the clip. I'm scared. Do you want to sleep with me tonight? I'm just going to go flip the breaker. What the hell? He took my daughter.
1: Hold on who did i have to track them stay here hey where are you going to find my child if you slow me down i will leave you behind
0: let's bring in amy amanti for her thoughts on this one hey good morning amy
1: Hey, good morning, Dave. Happy Monday. Happy
0: Monday to you, too. Walk me a bit more through the premise of this film, although I think it's pretty self-evident based on the trailer and the description I read.
1: Yeah, it's pretty self-evident. I think the only thing I would add to this is that our next-door neighbor, Lou, um, is curmudgeon She's all washed up. She's a loner, living in the, on an island in the middle of nowhere, so to speak. And um, uh, so, you know, for the neighbor to go to her for help uh, is probably unorthodox right because we've got a neighbor here who's just not interested in like being around people really
0: okay i like that all right there we go we understand now we're searching for a lost daughter we've got a curmudgeonly neighbor no man is an island so to speak amy (laughs) good thrillers are not like there's a lot of thriller movies that get made a good thriller are difficult to find though what did you make of this one
1: Oh, well that's a difficult question for me because I like thrillers. Um so I pretty much will watch any of them even if they're kind of a wah, wah kind of thriller. Um this one wasn't it wasn't too bad for me. It it's short, which for me was um both good and bad if I you can like imagine.
0: I like that. I like that. I like a short movie.
1: I, I like a short movie too, but I there were moments where I thought that the plot unfolded just a little too fast, mm. that it could have hold, held us in these moments of suspense, instead of it's like, oh, there are all the puzzle pieces. Okay, great. Now I know where this is going, blah, 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 blah. So you know once you get uh, a certain way into the film, everything starts to unravel in a really fast way, and, and a part of me wanted it to stop and just, ooh, we could have nurtured that moment just a little bit more.
0: Let it breathe.
1: Um, yeah, exactly. Let it breathe just a little bit.
0: Yeah, there's something to be said about efficiency, though. Too many too many directors these days are bloating their movies. It's nice oh. to maybe see an overcorrection the other way.
1: It, it I will tell you that, that one of the, the nice things I like about streaming platforms is often the movies are like an hour 30, an hour 40 long, which is really nice and digestible. And I think that some of that takes in, into consideration just our mental brain span these days. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we're going to our streaming platforms to decompress as opposed to like (laughs) to try and over um over provide content in our brains and just you know you know what i mean like i just i want to i want to unwind at the end of my day i don't necessarily want to be overly stimulated at the Mm.
0: end of my day let's talk about alice jenny because this is one of Mm. the premier actors in hollywood certainly as a character actor way way at the top of the list what was her performance like in this film
1: do you know I, I've been uh, a big fan of Allison Janney's for a long time. Um, she has played central characters, comedic characters, dramatic characters. I even remember b- her back to playing a character in. Um, oh, the movie's gonna escape me. But she she's um, American Beauty. It was American Beauty, um, and she was playing uh, the mom in American Beauty, and she had like wasn't two that a
0: wasn't that a bedding.
1: No, no, Annette Benning was in that as well, but Alice and Janney played the mother of the teen boy that lived next door.
0: Oh, yeah! And she had
1: barely two lines, and it was all about gaze and body language and to to, to talk about where that character was coming from in those moments. And it was the first time, it was a long time ago, obviously that movie is over 20 years now, but the first time I was watching an actor that I thought, wow, you don't even really need to use your words to be able to convey What's going on in this moment for this character? So, Alice and Jenny takes us on a bit of a roller coaster turn um, in this particular thing. I did think that it tended to land a little bit more on the curmudgeon-y, um, because, you know, we liked characters that are nuanced. And as the plot unfolds and as we learn to uh, figure out what the relationship is between all these many characters, I did think that there were some moments where we could have been, we were could, we could have been uplifted a little bit by some humanity in this character mm. instead of it all being like. Um, you're a burden. I'm chasing. You know, I'm looking for your child, but you're a burden. Kind of attitude.
0: What about Jenny's counterpart on screen, uh, Jonas Smollett?
1: Yeah, again, um, not a, not an actor I've seen in a ton of things, um, but this is also the beauty of something like a streaming service, where you get to be exposed to more actors. And I think that that for this particular actor, they will grow in popularity. They were um, they're a mixed race actor, and uh, really. Um, able to captivate the screen in a very nice way, counterbalances Janny to a certain extent because we see more of a emotional roller coaster between this character of the mom than we do between the character of Janny. And I don't want to give it away. Mm-hmm. I won't mm-hmm. give it away. But you but you as you start as the plot starts to unfold, you'll start to see the character change in the mom, but not the neighbor. And for me, I was like, oh, I need that the neighbor to sort of be a little bit more on the on the side of the mom.
0: What about some other elements of this movie that stood out to you?
1: Uh, I think cinemagraphically, that's so funny to say for a blind person to say cinemagraphically.
0: It looks <laughs> yeah. beautiful. After, after we talked uh, about aesthetics last week in the Mila Kunis movie, today we're talking about cinematography. Yeah, absolutely. I know. Blind people reviewing movies through and through. It, I,
1: I mean, uh, like from an uh, even just if you look at it from an audio cinematography perspective, right? This is a dark, stormy night, and boy, did I feel like I was like... <laughs> Like hunting in my own backyard and the trails behind my own house um, for this missing child. So that sort of immersive environment felt really, really interesting to me. Of course, I did a little bit of research, as I always do. And it turns out that this was filmed in Vancouver. No surprise there. Um, (laughs) Anytime there's a dark, rainy forest in a movie, it always seems to be filmed in Vancouver. Um, So, yeah, from an aesthetic perspective um that was really interesting the the sound that they used for things you can imagine this right you're hunting on trails you're hearing the wind whether it's uh, the wind and the rain whether it's falling on your own sort of hood and hat you know that like that tingling town sound that the rain makes or if you slip in the mud the sound that that makes i found the the sound to be really evocative
0: for me Mm. I love that. I love it when directors are still spending time working on sound. That was one of the early shortcomings of a lot of the streamers' production. I found the sound really stunk, and it seems like that's come around a little bit, which I really appreciate. Amy, any other production facts that, that stood out to you?
1: I mean, I always find this interesting when I look at which actors are getting which credits, because obviously they're getting a credit as a as a performer, Um, you expect that. But oftentimes, you may notice that actors get credits for things like an executive producer role. Um, And uh, way, way, way back in my early days of working in the film industry, I always thought to myself, why would they be actor and executive producer? And what's the difference between executive producer and producer? And Sort of it was all summed up for me in, 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 in one simple package, which is, well, sometimes movies don't have enough money. And so they give an actor and executive directors, a producers credit mm-hmm. uh, to sort of up that up that salary a little bit for the film. So both uh, both are are leading actors in this particular role. Uh, did receive executive producer credits. I'm sure that there is a couple of other things that an executive producer does on top of that. But uh, for me, every time I see that, I think, okay, so it tells me what the budget is of a film like this and that you've got, re- you know, for example, Janny's a, a really high earning actor mm-hmm. and would probably need a little bit more of a, a salary incentive to do a piece like this.
0: That's what happened with Sandra Bullock in The Blind Side. She took an EP yeah. credit instead of uh, her full freight and got points on the movie. And it's been the most profitable movie she's ever made as an yep. actor uh, for who's been in the biz for 30 years now and has been in some real bangers of movies and blindside, her uh, biggest financial hit. Uh, Amy, what about the audio description? How was it?
1: Yeah, uh, the audio description adds to the suspense. Obviously, in any suspense thriller, I'm sure you're used to this, Dave, where there are lots of these moments of silence where things are happening and you don't quite know why they're happening. Um, and I thought just there were these moments where there could have been... I talk about this a lot in terms of my description because um, the community is sort of balancing now on this line between objective and subjective when when the describer can be subjective. Um, and how we sort of take that framework and use it as a guideline, as opposed to the principle of description. But there, so there's a moment in in this film where the relationship between Janie and the person that uh, Lou, so Lou, the character Lou, and the person who's kidnapped this small child becomes relevant to the audience. But it sort of becomes relative and hints in body language first. And uh, and while we are told the body language, we can't relate that to anything, whereas sighted folks actually can relate what what, you know, how Lou is uh, looking at this character, for example, in a different way. So we're getting the, 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 the standard, you know, they move their head, they whatever. And uh, and it doesn't give us a glimpse into that relationship. That little bit of foreshadowing, which I deeply missed because then when the relationship was revealed, I thought, oh, my gosh, that's way too fast. It's way too fast. I'm not Mm, ready for that. mm. But there had been this foreshadowing of it through body language, uh, as I was told later. Um, And that I felt kind of inequitable in that way.
0: Amy, less than a minute out of 10. How do you rate the movie?
1: I gave it a seven and a half out of 10 um it's uh it's worth a a watch on an evening and make sure it's raining outside your house when you watch it it adds to the atmosphere um but again it's sort of a one and done kind of watch and 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 you're good to go
0: yeah i went to go see the uh, banshees of anishnirin over the weekend uh, the new martin mcdonough movie it um was really upsetting and made me really sad and i don't think i'll watch it again but the guy makes deeply original movies so i'll give him credit for that i suppose
1: I hear you. We always look at these. Each one of these movies is a piece of art on its own, right? So whether you're looking at a abstract painting or whatnot, you kind of have to interpret it the way you will.
0: Yeah, and just go home and be very upset afterwards. Amy, thank yeah. you for this.
1: You're welcome, Dave.
0: <laughs> That's Amy Manti with a film review of Lou, which you can find streaming on Netflix. And the movie is rated for a pirate. It's rated R.